Welcome to Great Points, financial insights for improving your relationship with money. I'm Matt Schroeder, certified financial planner and director of financial planning at Great Point Wealth Advisors, a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in Boston and Danvers, Massachusetts. Uh, as always, I'm joined uh, with uh, my colleague, Brandon Parker. Brandon, welcome. Thanks for having me today, Matt. Good to see you. Yeah, you as well. Looking forward to another exciting episode. Um, today we're going to be talking about, for our November installation of, of, of this podcast, is your holiday budgets. And we'll call it holiday winter budgets. And we did something earlier in the year in April, kind of looking into your summer summertime. But, you know, we're getting into that time of the year where, um, you know, days start to look a little bit different. You've got different events popping up, different family commitments. Things are just starting to change a little bit. Um, and it's important to kind of right about now, take a step back and look at your, you know, we'll call it your holiday budget so that, you know, you might decide to, you know, figure out what am I going to spend some money on? What am I going to try to save some money on? What are some things I've spent money on every year and I just keep doing it, but maybe I should not? Um, or what are some other things I should invest more in and kind of re reallocate some of these funds? So, um, you know, we kind of broke it down into four or five kind of big areas that kind of creep up. And we'll talk about each one, give you some tips and pointers, uh, some things that, you know, might just be your own mindset or maybe some dialogue that you have with family to, to make things a little more effective uh, for this holiday season. So um, let's jump right into it. Uh, first one, Brandon, you know, was gifting. You know, we talked about a little bit this offline um holiday gifts uh what advice do you have for people what's your what's your strategy yeah uh a lot of directions you can go with this but um you know it, ultimately it's, it's trying to be intentional about what you end up doing and uh and what you end up getting for the people you love around you whether you have kids or whether you have you know extended family and coworkers and that bill can add up pretty quickly so if you start with an idea of what you can realistically spend that's a good place to, to kind of begin. And then you can think about how to break that out. Um, I know personally, we, you know, my family's, I'm one of five kids. So we're getting to a point where, you know, we're all adults. We don't really necessarily need stuff all the time. So we, but we still want to get together and have a nice holiday. So we started doing kind of like a secret Santa thing. Um, so each person basically gifts to one other person and you draw out a hat who you're going to give to. So instead of it being, 10 gifts that you're giving across, you know, to spouses and whatever, um, you know, it ends up being one and you can kind of do something a little bit nicer, but a little bit more, um, you know, manageable from a budget standpoint too. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's different levels of gifting. So, uh, you know, we were talking more about kind of family gifts. So, or, you know, if you're a young parent, how much are we going to spend on the kids? Uh, some of the other things that tend to creep up are like, uh, workplaces, so uh, do I have to get my, my coworker bought me a gift last year? Do I have to get them a gift this year? Uh, I'm being, I mean, in four, four or five different Yankee swaps. Um, and, you know, they're fun, and, you know, but a lot of times they end up being, hey, we're just trading gift cards. Uh, so when you look at all the things, you know, one, one exercise, and it might be hard to remember last holiday season, but just take a pad and paper and write down everything you remember giving or spending money on last year. So you went to, you know, three different Yankee swaps and each one had a 30 or $50 limit. Uh, you might have some nieces and nephews you bought gifts for, your parents, your grandparents, and you just try to put a dollar amount on there. Um, and, you know, I'm not, not trying to be Ebenezer Scrooge here. Obviously, giving gifts is fun. Uh, but if you kind of say, hey, I, I, I spent, you know, $150 on Yankee swaps, 
I have 14 nieces and nephews. I've got three siblings. I've got uh, parents. I've got grandparents. And, and, you know, if, if each gift is, um, you know, 30 or 40 or 50 bucks, that starts to add up. And it, it can also be frustrating because, you know, when you were kids, you took 20 bucks to the mall, you might be able to find something. Now, if you're only spending 20 or $25 gift limit, you're, you're usually buying stuff that nobody needs or wants. Um, you know, so obviously, you know, so you kind of start to think about maybe how to get as creative as possible. But, um, you know, so uh, the first thing I would do is try to list out everything you remember spending last year and then comparing that to say, you know, what you might think is a, your, what you can afford to spend as your target budget. Um, and once you realize that, you know what, I want to be involved in the holiday season, but how do I, how do I have this discussion with my family? It says, I, I love you, but I don't want to give you gifts anymore. <laughs> Um, have you, I know we've done it with, uh, siblings, but have you ever had to have that discussion? Yeah, a couple of times. And usually my mom still gets everybody a gift anyway, but, um, you know, that, it's just that ultimately as you get, as you grow up, you don't really necessarily need all those gifts. And, you know, I live in a small, you know, condo. I don't, I don't have space for new stuff a lot of times. So it's, you know, you try to find the little kind of nice ways to say it without, you know, without saying, and it's easier to say, I, I don't need anything. You know, I, I just love to spend time with you or something. And then hopefully that kind of spreads as an idea for, for your holiday as well. Yeah. I'll give you two tricks. We, you know, we used to kind of buy, uh, you know, for, you know, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, like everyone would, would buy each other gifts and basically we were just swapping. And so, you know, we would spend a hundred dollars on them. They'd spend a hundred dollars on us. And we basically said, why don't we do this? Why don't we each just buy a $50, whatever the denomination is, gift card to your favorite restaurant or pick a restaurant the others might like. So we weren't having to buy sweaters and pick out sizes. We basically just picked one restaurant we thought the other couple would like to go to. And then that would be a night out for them. And they did the same thing for us. Um, the other kind of thing that went from an awareness standpoint. So we, we have kids. My uh, At the time, my sister did not. Uh, and... We realized that she, if she's buying for us, you know, for me, my wife, my three kids, she's buying five gifts, and but we're only buying one gift for her, um, which seemed kind of unfair. Um, so at one point we said, you know what, don't get us anything. If you want to get some stuff for the kids, great. We're still going to get you a gift because it's kind of fair. Like you're buying the three kids, we're buying you a gift. Um, but it just, you know, kind of it took a couple of years to be like, man, we, this is a little bit. Uh, putting probably putting a little stress on her and she's trying to buy a lot more gifts than all of us why don't we just make her life a little bit easier one less thing she has to worry about one less less thing she has to spend so um whether it's a formal process you go through and you have you know one-on-ones with each of your family members and let them know if they're on the gifting list or not on the gifting list or it's just a you know a general you know rule you start to work through um there's probably a couple hundred you know maybe close to a thousand dollars of unnecessary gifts that you probably give each year that, you know, uh, unfortunately, sometimes you have cash and you have the, the available money to spend it. But usually it shows up in your January credit card bill that you're like, oh, I got to pay this bill off. And now you're paying off that holiday gifting uh, for the next couple months, which, you know, is not nothing, you know, your family wouldn't want you to go into debt over buying them gifts. Um, but you don't want to admit to anybody that you don't have enough money to buy all these mm-hmm. gifts. So it's like this, you know, a little bit of ego, a little bit of pride, a little bit of, you know, family traditions. But um, part of, you know, financial soundness and trying to get better is being aware of your situation, having the courage to just talk with people. And ultimately, you know, people want you to be in a better position no matter what. So uh, it's not easy, but it's definitely one of those areas. Um, 
the other thing we kind of said, okay, we've, we've given gifts. We decided who we're going to give to, who we're not going to give to. We're going to bail out of that Yankee swap to save that 50 bucks, but we want to be in that one because those, those people are really fun where they get some cool gifts. Um, the next comes to travel. So if you happen to live next door to your family and it's just walking across the street, that's great. But a lot of people have moved for jobs or moved for life, and you know holidays require travel. Um, you know, Brandon, have you? Uh, what's your travel budget or travel strategy? Or you have, have any friends that are um, you know overspending to get places during the holidays? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you've ever traveled during the holidays, you know it's more expensive to begin with. Um, and we used to we used to go see my parents down in Florida for Christmas. So that was something we always had to budget for. Um, you know, you're flying during relatively um, busy times where the flights are a little more expensive and all that good stuff. Um, so it definitely, definitely happens anytime you travel around the holidays. It's not only more busy, but more expensive. Yeah, and I think, you know, beyond just family travel, uh, personal travel. So a lot of times, and we live in New England, which right now it's beautiful. In about two months, it's going to be gray, and you know that winter blues start to set in. And it's not uncommon, um, you know, I, I'm going to say for younger individuals that maybe don't have kids' sports that they're not allowed to leave. Um, but you you start to get bored, you start to get frustrated. You know, it's dark all the time, uh, and you're like, well, I, you know, you you say, I just got to get out of here. I got to go somewhere. And on the spur of a moment, you'll book a weekend or you'll go do something to kind of just treat yourself or get out, um, which is fine. You know, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing those things. But a lot of times when you do it last minute or retro or kind of reactively, you end up maybe not getting the best deal or maybe, you know, splurging a little bit more than you had thought about. But now's the right time to be thinking about if you know you're the type of person that around February you start going stir crazy right now maybe start looking for deals say hey look i know i've got i can get a weekend in florida or a weekend in you know, wherever in february it's a little bit discounted right now what if i instead of uh buying those three gifts for myself or doing that i'm gonna i'm gonna buy that trip now uh not only did you get a little bit better deal on it but you also have something to look forward to while you start getting that uh you know uh you start you're feeling the cabin fever starting to set in so um, travel is definitely, you know, whether it's family travel, obviously we want to all be together, but, you know, flights are getting more expensive, trains are getting more expensive, you know, trans- transportation's not easy. Um, you know, so it might be, one, from a budgeting standpoint, having that discussion about, hey, I, I can't, I can either come Thanksgiving or Christmas, I can't come both, or maybe we go to you this year, you come to me next year, uh, you know, just to kind of break things up a little bit and make sure everyone's aware of the, you know, the increased costs. Um, you know, beyond just the airfare tickets, there's Ubers, there's, you know, the you tend to eat out more when you travel. So, you know, the, all these things are things you're probably going to end up doing. Um, but what you don't want to be doing is being caught by surprise or regretting them because, oh, I never thought it was going to cost this money or I wouldn't have done it if. But so now's the time to kind of sit down, look out and say, OK, I know I know I have money or I don't have money. And if I don't have money, I have to have some of these tougher discussions. If I do have money, but I want to keep some of it for myself, maybe it's still worth having some of these, uh, you know, tougher decisions that I have to make. Um, so you've given gifts, you've traveled a little bit. Uh, entertainment is one that always tends to pop up. Uh, hey, let's get together. We haven't seen each other. Let's get together for a holiday meal, a New Year's kickoff. Uh, you know, we're going to be all these types of things. Um, and we've talked about budgeting in the past. So, but they tend to be jam packed into the holiday season. Everyone's got, you know, reunions, keep people coming back, family. Hey, why don't we meet out here? Um, and there's no easy solution to say, Hey, I'm not going to spend time with people or I, I can't go out and entertain. But, um, 
Brandon, are you seeing any you know tricks or tips that people are kind of using to at least be aware of it or maybe try to you know enjoy themselves but also do it on a budget? Yeah, um, you know, one of them is just kind of either hosting people at your house. You know, if somebody comes, you know, comes to you and says, "Hey, do you want to meet up for you know a beer, or you want to go, you know, go get some food together or something like that?" You can always offer to kind of do it at your place, and you know, maybe they bring something and then you cook something, and and next thing you know, you can. You know, have that nice meal and still some time together. So there's there's always kind of those little options. You know, another thing is like it, it's it's similar to the work stuff we talked about earlier. You get pulled into a lot of these after work events and things like that. Um, those might even be a little bit easier to say no to than somebody that's a good friend of yours. So how you prioritize what you do end up going out to spend and um, you know how you do end up going out to eat and all that good stuff is is a good way to to kind of manage the number a little bit more. Right, and you you know your friends. You know the ones that tend to hey, if we're gonna go out, they're gonna they're gonna buy a couple bottles of wine and then expect to split the bill. Uh, you have others that uh, you know that don't. So it sounds like you're not gonna choose to um, not hang out with the ones that like to spend or have a better time. But you might say, hey, uh, why don't we? Why don't we, we're gonna eat dinner here? Why don't we just meet up for a drink afterwards? Or why don't we meet up you know midday or whatever it may be? So there's there's situations you put yourself in in you know that might create anxiety frustration concern about money um you don't necessarily like i said you don't want to not see people you just want to be aware of it so you know the people and who who they are um this way you can just be a little more proactive and think through it and say well i know i know if they overspend and they expect me to split the bill i'm going to be pissed that i have to pay it i'm going to smile and do it and we'll do it again next year trying to just you know be a little bit more uh have a little more forward thinking or be prepared for when that invitation comes might help you save a few bucks um and then the last one is a philanthropy so we get into the holidays um everyone's got a good cause hey you know what would you mind uh we we uh you know a lot of the malls, a lot of the stores, they have these giving trees, which is basically, you know, there's a, the tree and you take a card, you buy a gift for a family in need or a you know, kid needs, uh, you know, a toy. Um, you know, you know, my networking group does a toy drop. Uh, my Rotary does a toy drop. The Little League is doing a coat drive. So everyone's got something and they're all very worthy causes. Um, but it, it's hard to say no, you know, say, you know, we're fortunate, we've got some money, we've been able to get some gifts, um, you know, we're, we're, we're not hungry during the holidays, um, so I, I should give some money to these people. But I'm also sitting on a $3,000 credit card bill that I'm carrying over from the holidays or into the holidays already, and I know it's going to get worse. If I give another $100 in raffle tickets and this and that, I'm not, I'm not getting that bill paid off any faster. So... Um, you know, philanthropy is a tough one. You know, you want to be generous, but you also have to be aware that every dollar you give out, if if you can't afford to be giving away your money, is going to probably cost you money further down the road. So, um, you know, there's a, uh, you know, an organization here in Danvers that talks a lot about, you know, doing philanthropy effectively. And there's there's basically three things they always talk about. One is your, your treasure, and that's your money. So charities need treasure. They need money. So you can make a monetary donation. They also talk about uh, your talent and your time. So if you know your treasure is limited, um, you can also give time and or talent. And, um, you know, example, Ben, you, you played some golf in your lifetime. What would be an example of donating talent to uh, a, a charity? Yeah, so we we actually had a couple over the summer. We, um, you know, helped out with the, the North Shore Y and and 
able to uh, to help them a little bit with the tournament, and then you know I kind of sat out there and and hit golf shots for people, and it helped raise money for um, for the cause, right? So that was that was great. Didn't cost me anything, you know. Not that that was the primary um, reason that we did it, but you know it was a way that we were able to kind of have a fun activity that helped draw more, you know, um, resources to to good cause. So things like that, um, you know, obviously many other skill sets out there that are very much needed and even just time is a big one as you said so it might be as simple as you know a soup kitchen or helping serve food to you know homeless or you know there's there's all kinds of different causes you can go um help out with that aren't necessarily money yeah yeah so if someone's hey can you make a donation say you know I'm, it's not a great time but i'd be happy to you know help with social media look at your website um you know blah you know whatever maybe make some connections or connect people that could be better donors so um you know there's a lot of things that are going to come up in your holiday budget um as we talked about all these monthly episodes a lot of it is just being as proactive as possible and trying to kind of think about what's ahead of you um everyone's going to make mistakes you're going to probably make 30 to 40 percent of your financial decisions would be wrong but if you can make 60 to 70% of your financial decisions right, uh, you'll probably be 80% ahead of everybody else. Um, I know that's a lot of percentages. I feel like a little bit of Yogi Berra there. But, um, but 50% of the time, I'm 90% right. I know. <laughs> um, so, but like I said, holidays are, are, are a stressful time beyond just money. You know, there's family dynamics, there's expectations, you know, we, you know, we're, uh, you know work changes, all this type of stuff that are happening. Uh, you just want to, you know, take about half hour and do a little bit of thought exercise. Look at what you gave last year, what important causes are, you know, coming up that you're going to want to be involved with, places you're going to want to visit, people you're going to want to see. And then, you know, just maybe put some denom- numbers next to it and say, okay, well, if I want to do everything I want to do, it's going to cost me $2,600. My checking account currently has $1,100 in it, and I'm not getting a bonus from work until March. So what do I do? Um, And we kind of know the answer is probably do less of the things on the list or maybe get a part-time job during the holiday season to make some extra money. Um, Those are not uh, uh, popular suggestions, but that's the way you can make it work. So if you don't want to either take an extra job or spend less, um, you are resigning yourself to building up credit card debt and then spending half of next year to pay it off, which, um, you know, as a financial advisor, I would tell you is probably the wrong decision, uh, but you, you, at least you made the decision. So if you, that's the decision you make, go for it. If you decide to cut out a few gifts, great. If you decide to work part-time, great. But as long as you feel like you're in control of that decision, that's really what um, you know. financial planning and financial intelligence and financial education is all about. So um, Brandon, any f- final words or closing tips? Um, just, you know, add kind of the idea with a lot of these exercises is building a good habit. So it's not just in the moment that it's benefiting you by, you know, getting on top of your budget for, for this season. It's, it's a reusable skill that's going to help you, you know, in the long term. So every time you're a little bit more intentional about what you, what you spend on, um, you know, and, and frankly, how you spend your time as well, those are the things that really pay off over the, you know, uh, course of a long career and, you know, throughout your life. So, Definitely, uh, I know it's a little bit of a pain to sit down and think think through things deeply, but it's it's such a powerful um, tool, kind of in your kit over time. Right, and to his point about building good habits, if you're making the list, I tend to do it on a piece of paper and I throw the list out, and the next year I make the list again. But you know, using notes or using some type of technology that will keep that list, 
and then maybe uh, once a year you uh, you just update that list or you remember, hey, November 1st, Matt said to make a list or go do those things. That could be your trigger point. So, um, but yeah, hopefully you got a few ideas. Hopefully we didn't alienate any of your family members and uh, you know, kind of you don't you know, can prioritize who you like most. Uh, uh, I'll let you off the hook. You don't have to send me any gifts. We don't need any of the things there. So that's one less uh, one less thing on your list. But uh, appreciate everyone watching and listening, and hope you got a couple good takeaways from this. And until next time, I'm Matt Schroeder. Great Points is hosted by Matt Schroeder. Great Point Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Great Point Wealth Advisors does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through Great Points. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.